0: may even open you to a greater infinite field of possibility, because we are going to have an amazing conversation. Can meditation and meditating together as a global community create positive changes in your life? Can collective prayer and intention have a meaningful impact in the world we share? Well, research is now demonstrating that collective meditation, prayer, and intention can and does affect the world around us. It not only affects the consciousness of the people involved, but research is showing its effects on random events. Are you fascinated? I invite you into this conversation, and my guest today will share an opportunity to experience this for yourself. But first... I encourage you to take a few deep breaths, bring your awareness into this moment, open your mind, connect with your heart, and settle into your essential self as I introduce our guest. Todd Jason is a serial entrepreneur. I love that. We're gonna explain that later. From New York City, who spent the first decade of his career creating a wide variety of internet products, services, and companies. Since September 11, 2001, Todd has become more of an entrepreneurial digital activist. Yes, I'm going to repeat that because I think it's important for the work that we're doing here. Entrepreneurial digital activist. I love that new term for us. We're going to learn what that means. Focusing his efforts to share the most inspiring, uplifting, and transcendent stories for human beings and the planet in doing so he has worked with the likes of Eckhart Tolle sounds true evolving wisdom and the thrive movie and lots of other organizations, all of whom are doing their part to express a new vision for humanity in 2012 Todd launched his own web series called worldwide tipping point where he interviewed Marianne Williamson, John Mackey, Ken Wilber, Neil Donald Walsh, Gene Houston, Eckhart Tolle, and dozens of other luminary thinkers, asking them some of the biggest questions of our time. In 2013, Todd co-produced and moderated a powerful 10-week online course called The Superhuman Operating System with legendary philosopher Ken Wilber spending more than 100 hours downloading Ken's Integral Theory firsthand. It was highly successful, reaching hundreds of thousands of students from all over the world. In August of this last year, 2015, Todd released the beta version for The AmpliField, an application connecting a global community under the banners of meditation, mindfulness practice, and positive intention sharing. And we're going to talk so much more about that and why it matters. Welcome, Todd.
1: Wow. Thank you, Dr. Julie, for that beautiful introduction. And it's a real pleasure and an honor for me to be here with you and everybody. Uh.
0: Oh, thank you. I'm really excited to have you here because a lot of our listeners um, really do understand this power of collective intention and and working together in the field. But there's going to be some that don't. So I'm really looking forward to exploring this whole topic and why it matters. But first, we have a traditional question here on the Dr. Julie show, and I must start there. So, Todd, Jason, what does all things connected mean to you?
1: Wow. Okay, good. So we have a universal (laughs) question that is now posed to me. And I I must say, first off, that I love the the tagline of your show, all things connected is obviously very relevant um, to me personally and what I'm doing in the world. And, you know, part of the big shift or awakening or emergence of a new paradigm or even consciousness, if you want to call it that on this planet is the wisdom and the notion that we are all connected you know, in some way. And I actually love um, the uh, the story of one of the first astronauts who uh, was coming back from, you know, a mission on the moon. And he saw the earth, the big blue marble, you know, kind of spinning, you know, in, in the sky. And he had uh, a, a very dramatic awakening, uh, a very dramatic transformation. And that astronaut then went on to, you know, come back to earth and he created a um, organization called the Institute of uh, Noetic Sciences, very or beautiful uh, organization which kind of explores oneness, you know, and inclusion, and all these you know beautiful values and qualities that are emerging. But I, but listening to you know his explanation of actually what happened to him um, is very fascinating because you know everything that we've ever known, you know, happens and he was looking at it, you know, just right in front of him in this big circle, this big you know that iconic image of seeing the globe, you know, all as one. Uh, and uh, it's it's just a mind blowing thing to to think that every war, every politician, every great love affair, every you know movie, every book that was ever written, every story that we've ever known about human beings on this planet and all the countless beings that we share it with happened there. You know, and he was the ultimate witness for the moment. You know, seeing as the grand observer to the whole thing. Uh, and and again, that's even just the microcosm because then, of course, our planet is just within a solar system, which is within a galaxy, which is within a you know just keeps expanding ever uh, and outward. Um, but I, I love the all things connected because where we're at right now, beings and, and where we are is just that understanding of oh well, we are all on this planet, we are all in this together, uh, we are one organism uh, from a, from a perspective and tapping into that perspective and understanding you know, from the observer or witness standpoint, that we are all connected, you know, as part of this transcendence and this emergence of a new consciousness that we're experiencing, because things like war don't make a lot of sense, we're all connected, right, because we're basically killing ourselves and, you know, kind of draining this planet of resources doesn't make a lot of sense, because we need these resources to live, and they're there for us to live and thrive. So uh, I love the tagline, you know, definitely encapsulates a lot of what I'm here to do in the world. So many millions are here to do in the world because we really are all connected back to the oh
0: thank you, yes, Todd and I can just see that beautiful blue marble earth right on the page of your application as well it was it's a beautiful thing we 're going to get into it but let's start with your story, Todd. How did you get so intimately involved with this consciousness and meditation and, and even the, the mobile apps, you called yourself a serial entrepreneur. And then since 9-11, an entrepreneurial digital activist. And I think it's important. We, we know there's a lot of things going on for us to gather together and, and share, practice, share meditation. But what's your story? How did you get here?
1: Mm. Yeah, thank you for that question. Um, and I won't bore everybody with the, the details, right, because we can go on and on about ourselves. But the highlights are one of which, I, you know, I was born in New York City and I was on a path to kind of, you know, go go to a, a nice college, you know, get a nice job, you know, out of school and um, out of college. And I graduated university in 1995 and I, and I did just that. Uh, I started working, you know, in the Internet. I wasn't an entrepreneur at that time. I was fortunate in, in a sense to, to have graduated college. Right when that first internet uh, kind of emergence or bubble uh, was happening, uh, I worked for a huge internet company for three years called DoubleClick in New York City, uh, and it was a great time in my life uh, because you know I was young, and you know it was fun and it was exciting, and, and everyone was making money, and we were, it was this whole new paradigm really that was happening. I was very much in the middle of that uh, for about three or four years. Um, and then the bubble began to burst, right in in uh, two thousand and two thousand and one, uh, and you know a lot of the kind of unsustainable kind of business metrics were coming to fruition. Like, well, you know, no one really knew what the internet was, and so kind of making business around it was challenging. And then, you know, at the account of that, I, living in New York and living downtown Manhattan, you know, I was firsthand privy to when the first pl- when the planes hit um, the World Trade Center on nine eleven. It was right outside my window and. I heard it and I was one of those people kind of running away from the buildings. And I know I don't sound emotional about it right now. And I know we were all emotionally affected by that. Um, but it really deeply impacted me. Um, uh, you know, I have a lot of friends that died, uh, and, and just the experience of, of being there and, and what happened in New York on that day. And, and, and after, um, was, uh, you know, life changing for me. And, you know, I actually sat in fear for a couple of years, you know, really scared, you know, um, but I started to ask myself those bigger questions. Who am I? Like, what am I doing? What is this path that I'm on? Is this really what I want to be doing with my life? And yeah, I started to, you know, explore, you know, and go on workshops, you know, and I started to explore spirituality and I started meditating, you know, from uh using binaural beat brainwave and training music, you know, sitting in my apartment, you know, meditating and, you know, doing all these things that I had never done before, smudging myself with sage and just Kind of getting like almost like spiritual and weird and, and and I was very secretive about it and I was reading you know Deepak Chopra books and Eckhart Tolle books and um, you know I was just starting to follow this and uh, in 2005 I got something uh, I started a blog too you know I started writing about my journey and my own unfolding and my awakening and I had all these followers from around the world and I was connecting with all this new community of people and I didn't know that that existed, you know, I didn't know that these types of people who were really here to tell a new story uh, for humanity, you know, that were into transformation and growth, and that's what they were here to do, I didn't know that that existed because you know, I, I was just you know, working from a different paradigm, you know, and, and background, so I was really excited, you know, uh, and I was uh, emerging, and I was into it, and uh, you know, my friends began to shift, and I was having different interests and all that, and then I uh, Somebody, uh, a blog reader of mine, sent me a link to a trailer, a movie, a documentary that was being made at the time called The Shift Movie. And the, the trailer, five minutes long, and I remember sitting at a Starbucks and I just was crying. I mean, I had tears streaming down my face and this girl next to me was like, are you okay? I'm like, no, no, I'm okay. You have to watch this. And then she watched the trailer and she started crying. And uh, it, it was, um, it, it basically, the the five minute trailer was just, telling the story of this shift and was was really like putting it out there that there is a shift and, and this is what's happening. We're making a movie around it. So I ended up getting involved in that movie very deeply um, for a bunch of years. Uh, and that kind of really was the first leap I made into um, saying, you know what, I'm going to change my life's work and I'm going to work in this field of transformation, you know, in this field of growth uh, or however you want to call it. And I did that. And it's been a rocky road. You know, the beginning, I had to learn some lessons in terms of how the money and the finances work. Um, uh, I've been fortunate enough to work with some incredible people and organizations and spiritual teachers and groups uh, and really be involved in some of these fantastic conversations. Uh, and my role is really to help, you know, bring some of this timeless wisdom, you know, into a more mainstream audience. Uh, and, you know, that's what I'm here to do. And the emergence of technology is very much embedded in who I am too. and working, you know, kind of in that first wave of the internet is relevant now because technology is now making possible, you know, these kind of emergent storylines of transformation and consciousness and, um, you know, all these beautiful values that are coming to the world possible things like meditation and mindfulness, you know, mindfulness is now a mainstream word, you know, it's on the cover of, Time Magazine twice over the last five years. Uh, and, you know, it's a very common, you know, big companies are using mindfulness in their, uh, in their in-house programs and that teachers coming in and, you know, this is happening, you know, and this wasn't that way when I started doing this only, you know, 12 years ago. Uh, and I have only been doing this a short time. I talked to, you know, uh, mentors and teachers of mine who have been on this path forever, right? And so the time is right. So uh, my entrepreneurial venture as a serial entrepreneur has been really, yes, in creating products and creating businesses uh, that really do help people improve their lives uh, and also tell a new story for humanity. Uh, and I can go into detail about those those projects, um, but that's kind of where I came to it. And I, I made a commitment to dedicate my life to this, uh, and that's what I'm doing professionally.
0: Mm. It's almost as if nine eleven 11 was... Um like Edgar Mitchell seeing the earth out in space it was like this big mm. awakening for you that that really shifted things for you that's a beautiful story Todd thanks for sharing it so mm. what i really Am so intrigued by is a mind that would be working in the field of transformation and mindfulness and meditation, and then technology and marrying the two. And mm-hmm. here you are. You created this beautiful application called the Ampli field So, where did that idea come from, and how long have you been working on this?
1: Yeah. It's a great question. So the Apple Field uh, is is an application that um, I've been working on, like um, actually really working on for about a year. I broke my leg a year ago. And uh, in that space of just, you know, not uh, being active, I started working on this idea that actually I had several years before that. Um, And basically, this application is uh, an environment that enables people to meditate together um, and to share intentions together. Um, You know, one of my friends calls it kind of a Facebook for meditators. Uh, And it's very much in a beta phase right now, um, which means that it's still in prototype form because um, we spent the first three or four months really examining and researching the right technology platforms to build this thing in. Because what I was finding working in the space for so long uh, is that there there was and there is a real need for a platform come along that is scalable, that enables people to connect in a deeper way right, through practices like mindfulness and meditation and all these things. Um, and so it's kind of a, you know, while, while the application is certainly a utility to aid your meditation practice and anyone that's listening can use this to really, um, you know, meditate and, and we're going to expand the utility feature of it. There is a kind of social component to this where you are meditating together. You can share intentions together. And as we expand the offering, you know, that will certainly expand. So that's just a general summation of where the project is right now. Um, and the idea came to me initially about four or five years ago. Uh, and so I mentioned before that uh, I used binaural beat or brainwave entrainment music to help my meditation practice, when I, you know, when I was in New York. And, and that's very true. I really believe in some of the audio technologies that help us drop into states of consciousness. Uh, and when I first started meditating, especially living in a very frenetic city like New York, which has so much electricity and energy around it, you know, I would find myself in my apartment uh, listening to tracks from the Monroe Institute um, or some of the organizations that produce these specific meditation aids. They're actually technologies that help our brain drop into certain frequencies of medication. Um, and we, I can really talk a lot about that right now, but I won't. But there really are different levels of output our brain uh, produces during the day. Like when we're sleeping at night, our brain is, you know, at a different frequency than when we're working or, you know, right now as we're talking or for you listening, you know, you're active and you're engaged and you're probably in a state or an alpha, more of an alpha brainwave state, right? Um, when we're sleeping, we go lower. But we can use these states. You know, we can use the the our brainwaves to really heal ourselves and to kind of awaken ourselves. And this music helps do that. So years ago, uh, in 2011, I was uh, just on this music website called DJ FM. Uh, and what DJ FM was is no longer in excuse me, no longer in existence. Um, was you could go and and create your own room and, and upload your own music and invite your friends to listen to you. And you're essentially a DJ, right? And you can follow other people's rooms and listen to their stuff. And I thought, I'm like, Oh, well, why don't I kind of like do the same platform, but using kind of uh, brainwave entrainment and binaural beat music that helps people meditate. Um, and I can create these different rooms that have these different frequencies and people can come on there and, and they can meditate together and that will amplify or accelerate their experience is meditating in community or in sangha, you know, for thousands of years, you know, that monks have been doing, has shown that it accelerates, you know, um, the effects. So that was the impetus of the idea. Uh, and it has certainly evolved. And there have been many others that have been trying to do and are doing similar type things. And Julie, I, I will say that, um, you know, this idea is very timely. Uh, because the I, the notion of mindfulness and meditation is becoming more mainstream, uh, and there are now twenty million American adults that meditate, you know on, on a regular basis, which is a lot. It's almost as many that practice yoga. So just in general, this practice, which has been around for thousands of years, is really getting a lot of attention, and that's fantastic. And the next iteration of this is going to be a platform that enables us to practice together in community, and that's what the Amplit is a representation of. Uh, it's a clear, direct environment that says, hey, this practice works, we can do it together, and we can have great content on here that really accelerates and amplifies the effect. So, the Amplit field is that, it's, it's saying, uh, hey, you know, we, are, we are all living in this field, um, individual fields, collective fields, and we can amplify these fields together in community. Um, and so that's kind of a little bit of history about where I got the idea from, how it's emerged. And, uh, you know, we could talk about where it's going. Cause that's kind of the exciting stuff. I hope yeah. That
0: I would love to hear what your vision is, but I just want to pause here because there's so much in your explanation that I think is really important to put an exclamation mark on. And mm-hmm. one is, is that you're right. The time is perfect for this. And the thing that is, that strikes me is really um, not just powerful and innovative but something really special is that it's this reciprocal platform that you've created it not only really facilitates an individual on their individual practice with this scientifically proven music that amplifies their meditation so number one the powerful effects for an individual are incredible. They can go there, they can have an amazing individual experience and science shows us what it will do for our awakening, what it does for our health and stress mm-hmm. and and all these things in our life, improve your quality of life individually. And then, which is really exciting of where you're going, but you have this on the prototype right now that we can do this together, share our intentions, be there in a collective. So, what it does for our world, what it does for our community. Um, the potential is incredible. I'm mean, going to, I just keep using that word. I was involved Todd, um, last month when we were having the, um, earth love meditations mm-hmm. and you did a, a series of three in a room events where many people came online at the same time. And it was a beautiful experience. It, It was really exquisite. So let's talk about that potential. What happens when individuals come together in this sacred space, share meditation, share intention, share prayer, whatever we want to call it?
1: Mm. Yeah, thank you for that question. Beautiful. And it was great having you as part of that um, with that whole group. And it was a really exciting thing. And um, that's one of the fantastic uses for the field. the idea that we can come together as a global community at certain times and kind of harness the energy or harness the prayer um, or harness the meditation together. Um, and it's something that we will continue to do uh, on this application. Uh, it's, it's one of the um, important parts of what we are uh, trying to get across. And And it's certainly what one of the things that we've really been doing in the prototype phase is using these global synchronized meditation events to gather people together, um, you know, play a recording um, or some music. So that way we are all kind of in this room or in this field together. And, you know, the most people we had at one point was around eleven hundred people, you know, were meditating and praying together um, to some guided teachings from one of our friends and there was some music that was going on and you know, there's an intention stream. And if you haven't seen the AmpliField and you're listening to this, you can look at it. You can go to www.amplifield.com. So it's like amplified with the L and you can log in It's free, of course. And you can kind of see the intention stream uh, and the big globe and people put in intentions, you know, while they're meditating or before they meditate. And then you can amplify other people's intentions, which is akin to the Facebook like, But it's a little bit cooler because there's actually an animation that will go from your node on the globe to theirs that will like like almost like amplify their intention. You know, and it's kind of the way I I talk about this to people that are asking me like, why are you doing this? Like what's the point of this? You know, is um it's almost like we're having fun with it. We're using our imagination to say, hey, we're all connected. You know, this digital world that we are now living in, you know, which is here, it's not going anywhere. We can either run away from it and say, all right, let's just all go live it out somewhere and get away from all this mess. Or we can really go into it and say, hey, all right, well, this is here to stay. And how do we just up level the frequency, you know, of this digital world that we're living in? And that's one of the things that we're trying to do here with the Ample field, you know, to say, hey, let's consciously raise the frequency of our connectivity, you know, while we're online. Uh, And when we come together for these um, global events, these synchronized events, you can really see the uh, experience that I've received from thousands of people because people are not short on giving me their, um, you know, how they feel about it is that it's palpable that you can actually really feel the connection. And when when I first started this, the first events that we did were very small, you know, it was maybe with 50 people and my, my friends, basically, and the people that were involved in the apple field, so we all knew each other personally. And that was also amazing because it was like, oh, I know everybody here. And I can really And we meditate for 20 minutes together and you can really feel that. And then these bigger events, you know, with a thousand people, you don't know everybody, but you can really feel that, that field effect. Um, and, and of course, that will really grow. Uh, you know, I envision, you know, very easily that this could facilitate millions of people meditating and praying together at the same time. And, and that's not that far off from happening. You know, there are all kinds of things happening on this planet, if you're paying attention, where, you know, people are coming together, you know, in massive numbers, mostly physically, you know, to meditate and pray together. You know, recently in Thailand, there was a million children, school children that came together and meditated. I mean, look this up on YouTube. It's amazing. Um, And there's a power in collectively praying uh, together. This is now being scientifically proven, you know, and it's been talked about for years, but it's really here right now. And so that's what we're doing. Julie is using the technology, and saying yes, we can you know, provide you a wonderful utility with some great music and guided meditation that will help your practice. And you can use the Ample field that way. Absolutely, it's a fantastic utility for that. But what's really cool is that we're also connecting it with the meta story, the bigger story that we're holding these kind of like like global synchronized events. I refer to it as a, a global digital sangha. Uh, that's that's mm-hmm. one of the ways that I that I. Think of the AmpliField when we talk about these connected events. So that's mm. the that's how we're holding
0: it. Beautiful. Well, we're, we need to take a break, Todd. And um, I want to make sure that our listeners, again, hear that website. It's www.ampliField.com. And mm-hmm. you can read about it there. You can connect in. You can log in. When it asks for your location, I suggest you say yes, because it is so fun to watch mm-hmm. yourself in that little node on the, the globe. And I just want to say kudos to you. The animation is really powerful. It's not... It's not playful. It really does assist in creating that energetic connection. I had a vision of that when I was eleven years old, and it's so fun to to just get on there and go, ah oh, yes, mm-hmm. we're getting closer to 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 where we're going. So that's right. really exciting. So thank you for that. We're gonna take a quick break. Again, we're talking with Todd Jason, creator of the Amplifield, and you can find that at ww.amplifield.com.
1: It's a place not so far away, a place where you don't have to mow the lawn or babysit. I saw lizards and squirrels and ducks. Ladybugs, caterpillars. It's really cool, actually. A place where you don't have to make time for free time. Lots and lots of kinds of species here. Out here, you may even meet the mysterious creature known as the other you, the enchanted you. It's magic what flowers do. The adventurous you. My favorite tree, yes, that one. The free-to-be-me you. (laughs) Ask your parents to take you to this not-so-far-away place. Come to the forest, where the other you lives. But first, stop by discovertheforest.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Have you ever lost a cat? And have you ever wanted to get your cat back after you lost it? Hi there, I'm Andrew Hoffman. I went on this website called inventnow.org. Then I decided to make an invention of my own. It's called the Lost Cat Magnet Invention. So you can get your cat back after you lost it. Just turn it on, and Lost cats stick to it. That's a good cat. If your cat was hiding up in a tree, it won't be up a tree anymore it will be stuck to the lost cat magnet. And sometimes they fly toward you in the air. Just listen to one satisfied cat. See, that's proof. You should go to the inventnow.org website too. But just remember one thing, don't do a lost cat magnet. Anything's possible. Keep thinking. Get started on your own inventions or just play some games
0: at inventnow.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, the National Inventors
1: Hall of Fame Foundation, and the Ad Council. Sassy! Sassy! This week's episode, Trouble on Rock Hill. Ain't nothing like running up and down Rock Hill. Hey, let's move this rock. Whoa! Sassy! Johnny's stuck under that rock! Yeah, girl. Go tell Mr. Gunderson to bring his truck. You'll tell him, but only after you dispel a stereotype associated with shelter pets? People think shelter pets come with lots of initial veterinary costs? It's dusty under here. But in reality, most shelter pets have been vaccinated, neutered, and microchipped in case they get lost? My pants ripped. Sassy, Johnny needs help. What Johnny really needs is more discipline and better parental supervision. You use big words, Sassy. Still under the rock. Sassy is brought to you by the ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. Remember, adopt.
0: Now back to the Dr. Julie show, All things Connected on Empower Radio. Welcome back. Hey, if you're inspired by our conversation today, I want to encourage you to visit our website, thedrjulieshow.com, so you can listen to it again and show the archive with your friends. So again, that's show.com And stay connected all week on our Facebook page, All Things Connected with Dr. Julie, where we continue the conversation. Today, we're talking with Todd Jason, creator of the AmpliField. And this is a powerful application right now on the computer where you can stream powerful music and different sound technologies that guide you into your deep meditation you can share your intentions with a global community right there in front of you and watch as as your intentions being amplified by others and as you share energetically with their intentions and amplify them you can also access trainings from some of the world's leading spiritual teachers right there on the application very powerful kudos to you todd so here we are you have worked with lots of visionary leaders, and you now have committed yourself to telling this new story of humanity's potential and do what you can. One of the things you've done is create this ample field. But I'm curious to start off this second half of the show is what is your vision? After working with all these amazing visionary leaders, looking at the transformation of us individually and as a collective, as a planet, what's your vision for the future?
1: Well, uh, you know, it's a great question. Easy question, um, right? Yeah, yeah no I mean, there's there's a lot of ways I could go with it, you know, but um, I think that what's really relevant um, in terms of uh, why I created the Ample field and what my vision for this project is, because it's very related to my overall vision, um, you know, when I really look into starting this, um, which was risky, you know, to be honest, because we didn't, you know, it was I was placing a little bit of a, of a bet. Um, and I still am without a doubt, you know, we're still in a beta prototype, you know, and there's there's a lot of work that that, you know, still needs to get done on this over the next year. Um, the the idea is working with a lot of spiritual teachers and organizations that produce a lot of content is wonderful. And, you know, there there is a lot of content out there. Um, and, you know, what I found in my own journey, you know, um, of being a deep kind of a seeker, practitioner, Someone that loves to explore and, you know, really try stuff to awaken myself, the best possible version of myself, you know, which is what one of my meditations is how how can I become the best possible version of myself? I think that what we're seeing is that there's now a collective impulse of asking that question for we, you know, how do we become the best possible version of ourselves? You know, how do we literally, you know, kind of honor this planet that we live on and honor each other? Um, you know, because there's just, we see so much polarity. If you just watch the nightly news, which I don't anymore, you know, but I know a lot of people do and you just see what's going on. It really, you know, can affect you energetically. It's scary, you know, uh, what's happening in this world. And at the same time, on the other side, there's so much love and so much grace, you know, and so much beautiful qualities happening. And, you know, for me, uh, it's not my personal path was not so much of like kind of coming out with Know my teaching or my version of this truth. You know, there's so many different versions of it, but actually, just to create a ubiquitous platform that has, that holds within it, that's embedded within it, that higher frequency. You know, that will attract the teachings and the teachers and the right people and the right organizations and the right groups that will be able to come there and and connect uh, and to interact with one another uh, and to um, kind of like create that. Um, you know, just very powerful, um, juicy mechanism by which people can, you know, share, share the content that already exists. Um, And so, you know, it's kind of important to me, and that was the need that I really saw that there really wasn't or isn't, you know, a platform that doesn't, you know, that is really just doesn't have a certain teaching or philosophy associated with it, other than holding the energetic of love and compassion and empathy, um, you know, within it. And that's it. Uh, And then we'll see what happens, kind of thing. Uh, And and we've done everything that we can. So just to, you know, share with your viewers just some of the the way, you know, kind of like the philosophy of building something like this, it's really important to me to embed, you know, the, you know, uh, the highest frequency design, uh, sound. um, And so when I use that word higher frequency, that can sound really new agey, you know, I'm a New Yorker. Like, you know, if I told some of my friends the way that I speak, they, they laugh at me sometimes, but... It really is something to um, frequency healing, you know, and the field represents, uh, you know, to me, a healing, it's a healing environment, you know, through frequencies. And we embedded a lot of the things, the way that the design is done, we use some of the kind of sacred geometry or golden mean ratios in terms of where the globe is placed compared to the intention stream and, you know, using some of that music and the sound that creates a feeling. So when you go on there, it's subtle. But you feel it. You feel that there was a lot of care and love and energy put into this. And even to take that a step further, when we uh, were very small, we just had 100 people on there. I invited you know, all these you know, 100 people who were my friends for the most part, come on there. And, and the first synchronized event that we did was a blessing to the code itself. The actual you know, X's and O's, ones and zeros that build this thing. Uh, And we actually consciously came together about, you know, 80 of us or 100 of us came together and we kind of prayed to the actual code itself because that's what's making this thing. You know, and it's honoring where we come from and honoring where the field comes from is very much a part of what we're doing here. So, uh, you know, my vision for the future is that I have a lot of hope right now that uh, human beings are waking up to being awake itself. We're becoming conscious of being conscious. Uh, And, you know, and I've done a lot of work in that, working with Ken Wilber, the last project that I did really informed me and spending, you know, that much time with a philosopher like that uh, and really going deep into his integral theory, which is a beautiful representation of this kind of awakening or shift or tipping point or however you want to frame it, uh, and understanding the mechanisms uh, of how this shift is actually really happening, you know, not just from a spiritual New Agey standpoint, but from a very scientific standpoint, research studies that are showing how we as human beings are waking up and discussing these levels of development, uh, you know, that are happening that are in play right now. And so the other field is really trying to take all of that and create a ubiquitous platform where this, this can be explored, you know, and people can connect and feel that, uh, you know, in the way that they're interacting with others on it. So I'm very hopeful. You know, I really believe that, you know, I mentioned before, I mentioned things like war and, you know, uh, you know, the way that we are, you know, as human beings, you know, deteriorating our planet, the environment that we live on, um, you know, the the amount of poverty, you know, the fact that there's 2 billion people that live on less than a dollar a day. And, you know, a lot of us just say those as words, right? Um, but that's it, real. You know, that's like, you know, mind-boggling that, you know, 30% of this world's population of human beings are in such destitution, you know, and. Uh, you know, it, it's it just it breaks your heart to even think about that. And, and you know, your tagline is that we're all connected. We are all destitute, right? Like all of us feel that. You know, it's not disconnected from our lives. I don't care if you're sitting in your mansion right now listening to this. You know, with you know butlers and cars and all that. You know, part of us is is really destitute and, and crying. You know, and and in pain and suffering. Uh, and so I have hope that we are transcending a lot of that now. I want to say one last thing on it. Um, you know, this transcendence, you know, it sounds very utopian. Uh, and it's like, all right, well, we're going to get to this place where there is no more war. There is no more, you know, uh, starvation on this planet. And we're all kind of equal. And, you know, that, that's kind of a, a typical response that we'll hear or something like that. But the truth is that, that that's not what will happen. Um, and I think the collective prayer that we need to think about right now is not like to create utopia, but let's just get to the next level of problems Right there's always going to be challenges, you know. Uh, the polarity in life exists, and I think that what human beings are ready for is this next iteration, this next level of challenges and problems, you know, that are probably different than the ones that we're dealing with right now. Uh, and we're kind of sick of these, you know, to be honest. And I think the technology, the awakening, spirituality, and consciousness on the planet is showing that, and we're pushing towards something else. And we don't know what it is, but I think that we, if we can come together and pray together, you know that hey, let's just get to this next level, you know, this next you know layer of things. And we know there's going to be problems there. It's not going to be perfect, but let's just get there. I think that's what I'm hopeful towards. Uh, and, and I would love to see that play out in my lifetime.
0: Mm. I love that. I love it's a whole different way of looking at things right now and, and very inspiring. Thanks for that. You know, I, I see the Ampa field and I see – um I see the potential there of, of yes, coming together in this collective prayer. Yes. Um, go there instead of the nightly news, you know, turn off the TV, get your computer and, and get to that, the amplifield.com or amplifield.com. It's, it's a beautiful thing. So you're in the beta test and I'm curious. Yes. My experience of the Ampla Field, I feel connected with others. It's palpable and like your friends say, it it is. It's very real and and you feel it and you experience it. And yet I want to connect with them too. There, are, during one of our events that that we did. It's like, oh, I want to know who this person is. Mm-hmm. I love their intentions. I, I want to know more about them. I want to I want to connect. I want to work with them. I want to see what they're doing in their life. So I know you're going into an expanded version and and hope to grow this into something even more than what's there today. So what's the future of the AmpliField?
1: Yeah, thank you for asking. Um, yeah, yeah. as I've been saying, this is certainly a prototype. And it, when we build a prototype, we do it just to prove the point. Like, hey, this is work. The people like it, right? Um, what's the feedback that we're getting? And um, the goal initially was to get, you know, 2,000 or 3,000 people to sign in and use it. But we far exceeded that. We have around eight or 9,000 people that have already logged in over the last few months, um, you know, because people are sharing it. You know, they like it and they're using it. Um, and it's not, it's truthfully not even that great yet. You know, it's going to be so much better. You know, I can't wait to see where this is in a year from now. Um, Mm. and, uh, yes, you know, so the impulse that you have is right on, right? There's a hunger to connect more deeply with people that are kind of like doing the same kind of work or like-minded or in in that same kind of, uh, feeling that you're having. And we are without a doubt going to be expanding the feature set to allow people to connect more deeply. Um, you know, people, you know, use Facebook and Facebook groups and, you know, this is, you know, that's one of the ways that we look at the Apple field is kind of like Facebook groups, but building something that is much more dynamic, um, like it's much richer sharing, you know, than how Facebook currently does it in their groupings. Uh, and so that's one of the ways that we're building towards to allow people to really connect more deeply through, you know, voice, video, um, you know, really using cutting edge technologies. Uh, to, to do this because it's available to us. You know, we can actually do it. It just costs money, basically, to build, you know, in time. You know, other than that, we can pretty much do anything. You know, talking to good programmers, you know, they basically tell you, like, yeah, we can pretty much do anything or almost anything. So that's kind of the, the mindset, you know, that I have around it. Is, right, well, if we can do that, let's build something really awesome, you know, that really gives people that connectivity. So... The, but the, the general, the direction that we're going in, you know, and, uh, you know, and I'm just starting to talk about this, you know, um, outside of the circle, the team, you know, and the advisors that are on this is um, the Amplif field is kind of this macro term for this application that kind of holds, you know, people connecting and meditating and praying together or whatnot. Um, but uh, there are different fields within the ample field. And the real area of growth that we're seeing, uh, what people really are hungering for, is the ability to create their own fields. Um, Whether they want to meditate just with a couple of friends, whether they're a big spiritual teacher and they have a following of 10,000 people, but they don't really know how to connect with them and Facebook isn't really doing it, or their organization uh, that, um, you know, would love to hold, like, daily meditations with their, you know, employees. you know, in a, in a specific field dedicated for that, you know, company's mission. Um, that's what we're building. We're actually building out the functionality that will enable, eventually, not yet, um, anyone or any group or community or leader um, to create their own field within the Apple field. And and those fields can be public, they can be private, you know, um, it will be really up to how users want to use it. Um, and so that, you're getting the feel for what we're building, you know, this really is, you know, a social network that has as its core, um, you know, functionality or its core, you know, mission is around mindfulness and meditation and and, and prayer and positive intention sharing, right? Like those, those are the basis of this social network. And then we'll give, you know, we'll start opening this up, you know, and allowing people to use it the way that they want, Um, you know, and that's, that's what a great platform can do. You know, it's not like I have this vision, and I know exactly what it's going to be in a year. I'll be honest. I don't know what this is going to look like in a year from now. And I don't want to know. Uh, I want to stay in the curiosity. I want to stay in the unknown of it and listen to the field and listen to people and see how, uh, you know, people want to use it. And that's informing what we're building right now, you know, because this wasn't really the direction that I thought we were going to go in. And so it's just being really fluid. But I really see that area of growth, you know, uh, allowing fields to be created within the ample fields, uh, and then You know, having these fields have different maybe music, content, functionality, even, um, you know, holding these global synchronized events will continue to exist. Uh, As an example, we have a field on there right now called the temple and the temple will be a field on the ample field that will have one purpose. And the purpose of that temple will be when we have these global synchronized events will now happen in the temple. And that will be the purpose of that field. Other than that, people can go in that field, but, you know, there won't be much going on until, you know, the next synchronized event. There might be a counter on there and you can see the intention stream. Um, So there will be different fields within the ample field, right? Uh, We have a flow field, you know, which is, you know, if you want to connect with people that are interested in being in a flow state. So maybe you're working or you're writing or you're creating something and you want to kind of be in that field, you know, you're in that mindset. We have a field that's dedicated to that. And the content that will be on there will be, you know, music and and meditations or guided talks that will be around that topic, right, of of guiding you into a more creative state. So it's not necessarily you'll be sitting there meditating, but you might have it on while you're writing your book or while you're working. And you're connected with a global community of people who are interested in being in that state of mind or in that field, right? Um, So these are just some examples of fields that we are you know, going to be fading, you know, within the Apple field and eventually releasing it, you know, uh, to a global audience that can then use this technology and use this application to create any field they want uh, and invite, you know, anyone they want to join that field uh, and and do things like have meditations or teachings or whatever they want on there. So that's the bigger idea.
0: Mm, yes. Yeah, so from my experience, I was there um, in the full experience and just being in the moment of it, so many creative ideas were coming to me of, of just even how I could use it. And you're starting to talk about that. I imagine you get that from lots of people, but the ability for individual groups to almost do like meetups there for teachers to bring their students there for people in shared purpose to, you know, continue. And then of course, these globalized, synchronized events, global synchronized events. The the possibilities are endless. I I can't imagine being you now just listening to the field in the present moment in that unknowing of what's gonna unfold because the possibilities are infinite right now.
1: Yeah, it's a little overwhelming actually. Um and you know personally it's like uh, self care is an important thing for me uh, because I you know I really so the way you know, I'm going to share this with you, I'm going to share this with everybody. You know, um, but the way that I relate to the field, uh is almost as if it's its own organism, and it's informing me too. You know, in terms of how it wants to be built. You know, and and I'm almost having a relationship with it. You know, um, and it's emerging. You know, and it's it, 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 I, I feel as if it's almost alive. And actually, I've talked with a lot of very successful entrepreneurs, um, really successful people. I won't mention who here, but people that you would know and and they've told me the same thing, you know, that, you know, they, that really great pro- projects that have the potential to really, you know, make an impact will always have that feeling, you know, that it's almost like alive and it's informing the people that are working on it. And I, I certainly feel that way. It doesn't mean that this is definitely going to be this huge thing. You know, it is, you know, it's, it's also letting go of attachment to what it needs to be. But the overwhelming part to it that you sent into is just that, is that once you start going down the rabbit hole of this idea, uh, and you start looking at it and playing with it a little bit. It's very interesting to hear the feedback that comes my way. It is it is across the board. Some people focus on the globe and kind of the visuals and what's possible there. Some people focus on the audios and how this can be a, just a, a massive repository of all spiritual-related content and music, and this is like a spiritual Spotify. Other people focus on... Uh, You know, I had a friend that approached me, a a lawyer, you know, and he basically started telling me how this app can be, um, you know, the the thing that actually tracks the emotional intelligence of communities and groups. And I I could actually farm out that research to different institutions. I mean, it's across the board where people come back to me with seeing what the ample field can become. And and it's fascinating. And so it can be overwhelming at times because we also have to do stuff to build it, right, you know, and it's showing me that there's a lot of potential for this project, but there's, you know, uh, a real need to be able to focus and harness the energy into building what it is right now on um, the best that we can, right? Um, and so that's what we're trying to do is dancing with the limitless number of ideas that come at us that we also have, right? And also doing what we can right in this moment, you know, you know, every day, it's just like building bricks, you know, okay, what are we doing today? What are we doing tomorrow? Like, you know, treating it that way and honoring it and, and and releasing tension, you know, like, Oh, we have to move faster. And, you know, all these things that can come up. So yeah, thank you for saying that because it is something that we deal with because it is, a, it is a beautiful idea. It's emergent. It's timely. Um, we've done a lot of work on it, you know, and we're certainly not done yet um, but we're just staying in the moment with it.
0: Mm. Well, good for you for doing that. It's so um, easy sometimes to be distracted and pulled with other people's visions and ideas and just really staying with the organism and allowing it to inform you is is so powerful. So kudos to you. I even see, you know, us talking about mindfulness and, and now mindfulness is in the schools. I can see your application being in a classroom where the teacher Absolutely. is saying, okay, let's do our intentions for the day, children, you know, and everybody's there connecting. It's, it's, there's so much potential here. So I, I love just that really idea, encourage... by the way, you know, we,
1: that's also, that's in the works right now, by the way. So, you know, we've been approached by a few different organizations that are putting meditation and mindfulness into schools, you know, um, high schools and even kind of younger schools, elementary schools and um, junior highs and, you know, I, I love that idea of having the ample field, you know, being a field that classrooms can connect with um, all over the country, all over the world, really, you know, um, and, and that being a particular field on the ample field. Like, that's one of the ideas that, you know, that, that I can really see. And I just love that. That's really making a difference. right? can you imagine teaching my films and meditation to children all over the world at such a young age and having them be connected and making it fun, making it cool, um, you know, and it it, it just will help in some way. So that, that is actually very much in play. Mm.
0: Yippee. Like this is so exciting just to, just to watch all of these new technologies emerge that are for the mm. good. And I love telling a new story through this of, of our connectivity. So it's really exciting. I, we just have a few minutes, Todd, until we close. And I just want to remind our listeners again to go to amplifield.com and there's so much there for you go play go explore it it is beautiful so with three minutes here todd if you could say anything you want to our listeners who are awakened or awakening at this point and really loving what they're hearing what would you want to say to them
1: yeah thank you um it's a it's a really you know good question um you know, I would say to follow your heart. Um, What I found in my own journey is that, you know, the mind is, is an amazing tool, you know, and, you know, our culture, our kind of human culture has gotten really, you know, addicted in a way uh, to thinking that, you know, the mind is really, you know, the, you know, the intelligence, the cognitive part of ourselves. Um, But there are other parts to ourselves. And, You know, when we sense into the heart and we sense into our emotions, you know, when we sense into our intuition and kind of our soul to play, play with the relationship between the mind, the heart, the intuition, and to, as you're going through life, you know, make, make these decisions based on a combination of all of them, you know, uh, all these different intelligences that you have running through your body. And, you know, that's very much how I play and, you know, coming onto the ample field is very much, um, you know, something that can help a process because there's certainly going to be people out there that are playing that way. And, you know, make your contribution in the world. You know, do, do what you can, you know, in your way with no pressure and no stress. You know, do what is right for you. We are all in process. One of my favorite things about Alan Watts, the great philosophers, of course, you know, and he said, one of his books, you know, you're not Todd, taught. you're todding, meaning that you're a you're process. Uh, And so letting that process just take hold and surrendering into the process of being alive is the best advice I can give anybody, you know, and to the best you can feel your pain and your suffering and your stress and anxiety and also know that that will pass Um, and let it pass. Just do the very best that you can, you know, and um, there's so many millions of people supporting us right now and countless energies on this planet that are really calling for more love and compassion and empathy you know, to be here now. Uh, and it's a beautiful, incredible time to be alive, a time filled with hope, a time that we might see some changes that we never thought we would ever see. It's mm. very possible that we see that right now on this planet, you know, real shifts. Again, it's not going to be that all problems disappear. There'll just be new problems. And maybe it'll be imperceptible to most of us, but, the, you know, this change is very real. And so have yeah. the hope, you know, feel that every day. And Beautiful. Uh, yeah,
0: Beautiful, beautiful. Todd, thank oh. you so much for your contributions in the world. I really appreciate having you here on the show with us and inspiring our listeners. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Julie, for doing what you, you do bet. I appreciate and you. listeners,
0: yeah. you betcha. Thank you. And you can tune in to juliequirl.com and again, The Dr. Julie Show and find out who's our upcoming guest or just listen to this again for this week. We'll see you um, again. Thank you so much for tuning in. Bye-bye.